Opera. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. There's nothing like that opening number for me, Nicole. I know. Okay, Opera. <laughs> it's going to be stuck in my head all day. I know, I know. Me too. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. You know, we're finally on the slow week. We just... We're super busy with some outreach events, and you were singing quite a bit. We have been singing, y'all. Like, a couple weeks ago, Paige Dickey and I did the parade. Yeah, that you was were so there. fun. Yeah, I was I was driving shotgun. Yes, yes. We were throwing swag into the crowd, and Paige and I got to sing some songs on the float. You guys looked fabulous. Not to brag, but um, we did take first in live music. Woo, woo, woo! Okay, opera! Yes, our director of outreach, Danny Kyle, was so, so excited about that first place trophy. She worked so hard to make everything happen. It was really wonderful. And Lyndon Meyer played piano. I mean, it was a great day. It was, it was. was. But, like, that was not the only thing we did. Like, we were... (laughs) No. Paige sang at the Greenwood Chamber of Commerce Women's Gala. And that was the same day as the parade. Yes. So y'all, like... I slept in the next day, Sam. I don't blame you. <laughs> I do not blame you. We've been at Circle Cinema singing, um, Las Posadas. So, yeah, I, so I would sing at both Las Posadas and Circle Cinema this weekend. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the best things that we did was at Winterfest. Yes. Because we got to partner with the Tulsa Opera Signature Chorale. Yes. And like they were on fire. Okay. They were on fire, but you guys were on fire too. Well, you know. <laughs> what can I say? It's a habit. Tell me more about Signature Chorale, Sam. Uh, So Signature Chorale, it's a partnership with us at Tulsa Opera and Mm -hmm. the Signature Symphony at TCC. And so they sing on a couple of concerts every year out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we get them every now and then at Tulsa Opera. They're conducted by Aaron Beck, the music director. Yeah. And I don't know how Aaron does it. He's in charge of everything. He really is. He he handles all of our education department. He Mm -hmm. handles artistic admin. Like He is corralling adults and kids alike. And we actually had the chance to interview him because upcoming Tulsa Youth Opera is doing a production, a one-act opera called A Mall and the Night Visitors. I know. I'm so excited. So excited. It's going to be live in front of a crowd, and Aaron kind of gave us the 411. Yeah. So let's take a listen. Hey there, OK Opera. We've got a celebrity in the house today. Mr. Aaron Beck from the Education Department. Aaron, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I uh, I wrote in this morning in my Lexus and, <laughs> and got out. I just put on my purple robe and I'm, I'm ready to show everyone what a celebrity I am. Yes. Yeah, you're looking fabulous this morning. <laughs> fabulous, Aaron. Thank you so much for being on OK Opera. I am very excited. Yeah, let's dive right in. So can you kind of tell us, like, what does an educational director do for an opera company? Uh, so uh, what, what, is, what does an educational director not do, really? It's, it's kind of <laughs> opera. The challenge with opera is so many people um, know what they think they know about opera, but mm. they don't know really what opera is. And so a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the goal really is just to kind of get people... Uh, educated as to what opera is and what it isn't and and that it's not something that's just for like old rich ladies and that it is something that's totally accessible and one of the ways we do that is through our Tulsa Youth Opera program where we have children who come from all over the uh, the northeast Oklahoma area and and study opera with us so they can learn to love it some of them end up singing it professionally and some of them just end up loving it 
So what does a regular day look like for you at Tulsa Opera? My first thing, I am not an early riser. I hate mornings. I hate them so much. You and me both, Aaron. Uh, so, <laughs> I, you know, I wake up at like too late and then I get on my phone and I start emailing. And, and <laughs> I actually... Still in bed? Still in bed. Yeah. I can't. I, it takes me some time to be able to function. Yeah. So once I've had the coffee, um, then I uh, generally... Uh, you know, a lot of what I do is preparation for the big stuff. So it's it's mm -hmm. working on paperwork and and that kind of stuff in preparation for the rehearsals that I have with the group, and pre preparation for the performances. So a lot of the behind the scenes stuff is actually just as mundane as probably our listeners' jobs are in their cubicles. But what's exciting <laughs> about opera is that like we get to do all the mundane stuff and then do the really exciting stuff at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you do a lot. I mean, you because you handle. Tulsa Youth Opera, you do Signature Corral, you handle like all the contracts for the young artists that we bring in and work with the professional artists we hire yeah. to do the main stage shows. Yeah. So you've kind of got your hands in everything. Yeah, I do. I've been here since 2010. I'm actually the second uh, longest time employee in the office. So it's it's kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting just to kind of be that person that people come to and ask questions. And sometimes I just have to pretend that I know the answer, but uh, <laughs> you can never leave though. You can yeah. never leave. No worries there. <laughs> yeah. Well, so one big part about Tulsa Youth Opera is a mall in the Night Visitors, which is their yearly kind of holiday production. Um, can you give us the details on what's coming up this year? Yeah. So a mall in the Night Visitors is an opera that's actually fairly old. It was written in the 1950s and it was actually the first opera ever written for television. And it was performed on television. Um, every year for decades, I think up through the early 90s, maybe. Um, and it was kind of an annual tradition. People would tune in to their TVs and see a production of Amal of the Night Visitors. Uh, so we are doing a live performance of the show. Um, it's a story about a boy named Amal who uh, is um, differently abled, I think, is the, the way that is kind of the best way to put it, because he's actually... Um, a, a really intelligent boy. He just, he walks with a crutch and he doesn't get around very well. And he and his mother are really poor. They live around the time of the birth of Jesus. And um, the three kings are on their way to uh, Bethlehem and stop at their house to ask for uh, some food and to rest. And so, um, of course, it's opera, so things like that happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, all those kings <laughs> right. swinging by. Yeah. And so, just um, naturally. <laughs> so, through miracles and, and wonderments, uh, the boy ends up being healed and decides to leave with the kings and pre present the baby Jesus with his crutch as a thank you. Uh, oh. And it's a really charming piece, um, frequently not performed by children. So, we are one of the few places that actually performs it with kids. Oh. And uh, so, this is the fourth year i believe of us doing them all in the night visitors and it's really on, exciting. traditions i know and we've got a cast of uh of kids doing all of the principal roles and uh and the three kings and the mother and the mall and, and everybody else and it's gonna be really exciting so it's it's a lot of fun for the kids they get to perform a real opera uh and um and it really just showcases them so it's not like performing in a chorus in an opera with a bunch of adults this this one features the kids yeah so. yeah so is there anything new about, I mean, you said you've done it for four years, so is there anything new about this year's production particularly? Well, we always have a new cast. Yeah. Um, and so that's always exciting. 
Um, we always this year we're going to have some new costumes that are being built specially for us by Megan Swick, our um, yes, office. y'all remember Megan? Megan. <laughs> yes. So uh, she's working right now on some amazing new costumes for the Three Kings. Uh, so that'll be really exciting. And uh, we always it's it's interesting to me always to go back and and watch the productions from years past to see how I do it differently because you kind of subconsciously change like the speed of this song or yeah. or how mm-hmm. this scene goes and and so it's always interesting for me just to kind of see we try to keep it fresh and and new even though we are um uh doing the same show it's it's always just kind of a new experience yeah well it's really impressive that the kids do a mall because that the music is quite difficult like yeah. rhythmically and because yeah. you've cast uh child in the mother role and uh-huh. that's some pretty heavy singing that is heavy yeah. singing and i you know i'm never sure if we're gonna have a child who can sing that part it's mm-hmm. it's a part that is really really difficult um but the last two years i've just been shocked by these kids coming out and singing it and being like you can totally do this which is really cool yeah well i have to ask because amal is sung in english mm-hmm. you're welcome children <laughs> uh do you have a preference do you like sing- do you like opera sung in english more than language do you have oh, a preferred gosh. language you like a preferred language i i love english the reason i love english is because people think they know how to speak english but nobody actually does because everybody has their own dialect yeah so okies have their own dialect and new yorkers and californians and whatever so there's actually a standardized way that we sing in english so when i work with singers in english who are native speakers they're always really surprised that I want to work with them on how they pronounce their words because they're yeah. like I speak English, but but so that's always actually really exciting for me. My favorite foreign language uh, for opera is German, yes. but um, I love working with singers in English. There's actually full time like opera people who do nothing but work with English diction um, and pronunciation. With there's so many variations. <laughs> I know there's so many variations. There's so many variations. And especially sometimes you'll do an opera that maybe takes place in the South and you have to do a Southern mm. accent and you like, you know, tell the person from Minnesota that they have to like fake yeah. a Georgia accent. And it's like, so there's like, there's I've a lot of behind the scenes work that goes on. Yeah. I've actually sung in a New York accent before in have eighth you? grade. Do it right Gu- now. Guys and Dolls. I was <laughs> Adelaide. Oh my God. So I, I was not only singing in a New York accent, but I was singing in a New York accent with a cold. So oh, it was very, yeah, it was so very it's like nasally. Extra nasal. Yeah. yeah. Typecasting. Like, kind of like this and I can probably do it really good right now because I'm actually really nasally. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Allergies to kick it in. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's it's always fun seeing it in different kinds of accents and different yeah. kinds of English. But you know, um, like I think that what I read is like eighty percent of new operas that are being written these days are in English. So um, American and and British composers kind of have almost kind of like a monopoly on new opera. There's still there are still foreign language operas being written and quite a few of them. But a lot of the big ones that you hear about these days are written in English, including those by our artistic director. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of the new language of opera, which is really cool. Yeah. Shout out to Tobias Picker. We're performing his <laughs> Emmeline next February. Y'all get your tickets. <laughs> well, where can folks watch them all? Trinity Woods, right? Trinity Woods. Uh, Westervelt Hall is their new theater. It's a lovely, lovely venue um, that is kind of amazing, actually, for um, there aren't really any, there's nothing like it in Tulsa uh, for this type of venue. Um, and it will be uh, January 7th at 7.30 p.m., January 8th at 2.30 and 7.30. Uh, tickets will be free and available at TulsaOpera.com, but they will need to be reserved in advance. 
Uh, so you can go to TulsaOpera.com, check out Amala Night Visitors, and uh, reserve your tickets that way. The show's just about 50 minutes long, so it's a short um, uh, experience and great for kids. Bring the whole family. Yeah. yeah. Lots of family fun. Great show. Well, thanks so much, Aaron. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good luck with everything. We'll see you at the show. All right. See ya. I cannot believe we got 20 minutes of Aaron's time. I know, because he's such a busy man, and... He does so much for our company. And for these kids, these Tulsa Youth Opera kids. Who are ridiculously talented. Oh my gosh. It's unfair. No, it is. <laughs> it is. We actually had a chance to interview some Tulsa Youth Opera singers that are playing some major roles in a mall at Trinity Woods this year. Shall we give a listen? I think we should, Sam. Let's hear what the kiddos have to say. Hello, everyone, and we are so excited that we get to interview uh, these lovely people. Yes, TYO royalty, y'all. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and what character you're going to be playing? Um, so I'm Nicholas, and I play Malkior, which is one of the three kings. Hi, I'm Harper White, and I play Amal. Okay. Um, I'm Claire Shannon, and I play the mother. Awesome. Thank you all so much for being here today. Yes, we are so excited. So how long have you guys been involved in TYO productions? Nico, why don't we start with you? Um, so I've been in TYO for the past three years. Last year, I was also Makior, and the year before that, I was Amal. What about you, Harper? Um, I just joined this year, so I haven't been in anything yet. Yeah? How That's old are you? Um, I'm 12 years old. That's a pretty big role into first year. Yeah. Title have some role. Way to go. Talent. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Claire? Um, I've been in TYO for four years, and I was actually a mall last year. Oh, fun. We had a couch full of malls. So can we ask, why did you all want to join Tulsa Youth Opera? So I have a vocal teacher, and she said that it would be a good experience with me. The first time and then I just kind of kept auditioning to get back in from there yeah so what made you want to like decide to keep coming back was it like your friends or you love Aaron so much or what is it, <laughs> it it's really fun being yeah. here so yeah I decided to come back so I have a friend who is in TYO and she told me audition so I tried it out and I got in and it's just been a really positive experience, so I'm probably going to keep coming back. So Nico and I actually have the same voice teacher. She kind of introduced us into this little world, and I love it so much. It's actually what I'm considering majoring in for college. Yay! Um, I would have no idea that I loved opera this much if I hadn't. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. For Can sure. I ask who are your voice teacher? Yeah. Her uh, name's Connie Morrison. Oh, Connie! Okay, yes, 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 I know Connie. She's my favorite redhead in Tulsa. <laughs> She's so sweet. You might get some backlash with that, Sam. So, we know this is uh, your first production, Harper. Are you nervous at all? Uh, I'm very nervous because it's a lot to memorize. Have you ever been in a big show before? Not opera-wise, but I do um, ballet, so I have to do the Nutcracker every year. But other than that, I haven't really been in something, like, big. So, Claire, could you, uh, since you played Amal last year, do you think you could describe the story for us a bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so, it's kind of like the story of the wise men coming to see Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it takes place, actually, in January. A lot of people think that this happens all in December, but it actually takes place in January. So, that's a really cool fact. 
but it starts off with a mall outside and his mother's inside and she's calling him inside and she's like, come in, come in. And so they come in and they end up, um, they sing a whole bunch of songs, obviously. Yeah. Lots of opera. Lots of, lots of (laughs) opera for little things that could be done in five seconds, but we love that. We love that. Yeah. It's the dramatics. Yes. We love the dramatics. And so they're sleeping and the wise men come in and ask, can we, can we rest in your house for this night? Because we have to see, we have to see the baby Jesus. There's a star that's leading us away. And Amal had been talking about this. He's like, mom, there's a huge star. And she's like, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're always making up tales. And so this kind of what the wise men say kind of reassures what Amal says. So they bring all the shepherds out, which is what our chorus is playing, all the shepherds. And they sing a bunch of songs and they give them a bunch of gifts. And at the end, there is a little bit of where the conflict starts to go in. They're super poor, um, the mother and Amal. It's just them. There's no, there's not really a dad figure in Amal's life. And so having these men come in, it's like a big, big change for him because he's only been around women. And they, ha- they have a ton of gold with them. And so the mom, she sings this beautiful aria that's like the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And you get to aria. sing it. Yes. I don't know if I can do it justice, but she sings about what this gold could do for her and her child, but mainly really just her child because she wants to give him the world and she can't really do that. And so she ends up taking a little piece of the gold and gets found out by the page. Then you see Amal fighting for her being like, don't touch my mother. Do not try and hurt my mother. Like, I'll, he says, I'll bash in your head. Oh, wow. All, all these crazy things. Harper looks like she um, could. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So in the end, the kings end up offering to take them all to see the baby Jesus. And so as as they're coming with, he ends up saying I w- they, they want to give a gift to the baby Jesus. And he says, I'll give him my crutch. And the mom's like, what are you talking about? You're crippled. Like, you're crippled. You, you can't give him your crutch. He ends up handing the kings a crutch and he ends up walking for the first time it's kind of like a miraculous little thing that happens and then they're all crazy happy about it they're like praise god praise god and he ends up going on a little journey with them where does y'all's characters come in i'm uh mokure so i sing an aria with the mother and uh balthazar and in that i'm describing you know um like how we're getting here and all the things I described the child that I'm looking for. Um, so then the mother is like, yeah, this is my child. This is the child that you're looking for so that she can get the gold, you know? Mm-hmm. And then eventually I'm the one who invites them all to leave with us to go see baby Jesus. Oh, okay. Very regal. Yes. Kingly. You know, I just want everybody to know that we, they were, they were seriously considering some adult performers for the mother this year. And then Claire came in and sang... And they forgot all about those other performers. Yeah, they're like, wait, maybe not. (laughs) So um, are y'all ready to finally perform in front of a live audience? Because I know Claire and Nico know that we had to film it all last year. Not the same without a crowd, right? No. Uh, I think it'll be better because like when there's an audience, there's like energy to feed off of from. Yeah. Rather than just a camera. Yeah. And I feel like you also have the encouragement from the audience, too, because, I mean, your parents are, like, always there supporting you. Yeah. Like, mama bears and everything. (laughs) So it's definitely, like, I feel like it's a lot more exciting, too, performing with an audience because it's not as bland. Because I 
with a camera, you're just like recording it and then you're done. But with an audience, you're like performing and you get the applause and it's just like so much more exciting. <laughs> is it weird, Harper, to play a boy? Yeah, I would, Kinda. It, it is weird, but I've been able to adapt to it. And so it's not as hard as I thought it would be at first. Yeah. But... Well, thank you all so much for being with us today. We're so excited to get to see you perform. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming out. Thank you. I am so excited to Me see too. these kiddos sing. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. They are so talented. So sweet. So humble. Like voices of the angels. And they're super professional for I how young know. they are. More professional than us. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all can see Harper and Claire and Nico and all of Tulsi Youth Opera performing next month. Show opens at Trinity Woods Community Life Center January 7th at 7.30 p.m. Be there or be square. And the show will run January 8th at 2.30 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. Stay tuned on how to reserve your tickets. We'll put the information down below for you. Yeah, and also we have the MLK Parade coming up. And Tulsa (sighs) Opera will be joining in on that January 17th at 11 a.m. We will be accompanied by the beautiful Adia Evans singing On the Flow and having the Raise Your Voice kiddos following behind singing along with us and passing out some swag and representing. Yeah, come on, raise your voice. <laughs> you can also purchase duet subscriptions at TulsaOpera.com for shows Emmeline in February and Zalame in the late spring. Uh, that's two shows for one low price, so get them while they're hot. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. And Tulsa Opera also wishes everyone a very merry, happy holidays. Happy holidays! And that will wrap up this episode for 2021. Woo! And we will see you next year.